Good day, friends. Welcome to Our Power is Within podcast. I'm your host, Jasmith, and my mission for this podcast is to inspire you to take your power back and to realize that you are the healer that you have been looking for all along. We are capable of healing in mind, in body, and soul. So this week's challenge is to take yourself out on a date. I'm really excited about this one. And yes, you heard me correctly. Uh, a solo date all for you. <laughs> if you actually listened to last week's episode uh, from our guest, Nick, he actually talked about how this is something he does for himself sometimes. And I see this in a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways out there in the world. I, I think I want to say it's in a, uh, the artist way. The, if you've ever um, read that book, or if it's not really a book you just read, it's a book you actually follow the steps. Uh, but taking yourself out on a date is um, in there. And I know it's in a lot of different like programs that are supportive for personal growth and development. Um, why? Why is that? Because it is so important for us to remember to prioritize our well-being and our happiness and our joy. And that might mean uh, prioritizing taking ourselves out and carving it into our busy schedule and our busy lives. And, you know, I know I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I think of something really fun I want to do, but then I wait and wait and wait because I don't have somebody to do it with. But the truth is, that's a perfect opportunity for me to lean into whatever that thing is that makes me really happy or that I'm excited about or the new thing I want to try. And the action step of taking myself out is an act of love showing me that I'm worth it and that I don't need to wait for somebody else. I can go out and do it all on my own and still have a good time because I'm worth it and you are too. So I hope that this week you will... um, you know, whatever week you're tuned in this week, within the next seven days from the time you listen to this episode, look into your schedule and see where there is a time that you could schedule in you. And then think about what would be so much fun and something maybe you've been wanting to do for a while now, and then take yourself on a date and go do it and have fun with it. Yay. <laughs> um, so there's that. And by now, you guys probably also already know that I love hearing shares. So if you do take me up on this challenge, uh, please send me a DM, send me an email, let me know what you decide to do for your date and let me know how it goes. I would absolutely love to hear all about this one. Uh, I know my own thoughts are already simmering on what sounds juicy for me to go do by myself this week, and I will have to keep you posted. As promised, I do have another recovery story for you today. We have Jacob Collins here to share how much progress he's been making already in just one year of time, dedicating himself in his healing journey. As you will hear, Jacob started with DNRS, and then over time he began implementing a few other tools and some mindset shifts that he discovered along the way as he continued to dive deeper. Something that is actually super rad is that Early on in DNRS, Jacob actually found my podcast, yay, and through my podcast, he discovered Dan Buglio's work, Sarah Jackson Panther's work, and somatics, and now Dr. Kathleen King's Primal Trust Program. How cool is that? I love hearing stories from people who literally found my podcast so supportive in their journeys, and then now they're here sharing their results. And Speaking of stories, maybe you have a story to share, right? You know, I think a lot of people think that they have to be at some idealized version of healed in order to be worthy of sharing their story to inspire others. But I don't think that's true at all. Maybe you still might have what feels like a long way to go, but maybe you've already come a a long way in the process, right? So... Notice and remember how far you've come. And if you feel called to share your story or your message, reach out to me and let's connect. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get into Jacob's story. 
Jacob, thank you so much for being here with me today and being willing to share your story. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to share my story. Yeah, I know this is going to be fun. I know that people out there listening love good testimonials because maybe our story won't be the exact same or we won't follow the exact same path, but it it really does inspire hope and give people who are struggling um, that uh, belief in possibility. So I appreciate you for being here. I know it's a, a vulnerable thing to sometimes share. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course. So I think what we're going to do to get started when I usually have people on for testimonials is I kind of just have you share a little brief um, background on where, like what brought you to where you are today. AKA, obviously, if you're here sharing a testimonial, you've gone through some 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 types of chronic pain or chronic illness and it started somewhere and there's probably been some kind of unfolding along the way so take us back to the beginning what some people call the perfect storm and let's go from there yeah so you know my perfect storm happened when uh last year april of last year um i got covid and that was my my perfect storm that happened but i was having some pretty big issues before then and even even if I go back to, you know, when my parents had a divorce when I was like 13, um, you know, there there was that trauma. And e- even then I was having major like panic attacks and stuff like that. And then through high school, I would say I was a little bit more sickly than other people. Um, and, and then fast forward to about the time, you know, when I got married, about two years after we got married, we moved to Peru. Um, and right before I got married, I started having back pain. And at the time, you know, I was, I was playing soccer when it happened, and um, I just thought I just hurt my back. And then my back wasn't getting better and just kept having issues with it. And I just learned to maintain. Uh, I was doing all these exercises every day, going to the chiropractor, you know, once or twice a week. And, and that went into uh, even after me and my wife went to Peru to be uh, Christian missionaries. And we were doing mission work in Peru. And not long after I got to Peru, I, I hurt my neck. I hit my neck on something. And I just, I, I personally think I severely overreacted to it. And within a month, that pain came back. So I, I hurt my neck. And then a month later, and it wasn't like a car crash or anything. I literally hit my head uh, at a store on a, like a staircase. And a month later, I started having neck pain. And then I over-doctored it. I'm going to the chiropractor twice a week and, you know, when I could, when I wasn't traveling and stuff. And, and so just really over-doctoring my neck, thinking that I had these major neck issues. And not long after that, I started having um, really bad, I would say, like anger fits or like I would wake up in the morning extremely aggravated at everything uh, for no reason and it started getting worse and worse. And keep in mind, I'm in a new country, uh, a new language. Well, I spoke uh, Spanish fluently way before I got there, but it's still just a whole new world, whole new culture. When we got there, my wife was six months pregnant. And so, you know, I'm, I'm raising a, a child for the first time. All, everything in my life is new and somewhat stressful. And things started getting worse with my health. I started having pain like in my legs, my muscles and stuff. And and then one day after being there for about two years and dealing with the, you know, I had lots of stomach issues and I became like, I started studying my health, my, the body like crazy, just obsessively researching IBS and SIBO and, and all these things that could be wrong with my digestive system because I just kept having digestive issues. And I was on these strict diets and and so I just really became obsessed with my body, quite frankly. And uh, towards the end of the two years that we were there, uh, we were there for almost three, but around the two-year mark, I started having like major breathing issues. And I had asthma as a kid and really throughout my whole life. So when I get really sick or something crud in my chest, I'll need my inhaler. But I've never, like I knew this was different than asthma. And it was also different than like a panic attack. It felt different than a panic attack kind of breathing and so we went back to the States, not for that reason, but while we were back in the States, just visiting around the Christmas holidays, we tried to get some answers. And around that time, like we, we felt like God was calling us to come back to the States anyway, and, uh, had nothing to do with health issues. A lot of people thought it was, but, um, we ended up deciding to stay in the States. And while we were there, we were, I was going to all these doctors trying to figure things out. 
and all these tests and just nobody could figure anything out. And one day I woke up from a nap and um, I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I can do better. And at that moment, I knew God was telling me to go to some type of like naturopathic doctor or something because I was going to all these doctors, um, like traditional medicine, Western medicine doctors. And I'd spent tons of money um, on the, those kind of things with zero answers. They would just tell me, you're, you're healthy, you're fine, there's nothing wrong with you. And obviously, I was not fine. So then I got with a naturopathic doctor. They're like, you have parasites. And so got rid of all these parasites, which, you know, I, I legit did have tons of parasites. I was in the jungle for a few years eating all the food that they gave me. And um, so got rid of that. And then my symptoms got a little bit better, but not much. So I was on this strict diet and naturopathic this and that. And I was super obsessed with all these, you know, vitamins and going to the doctor and that and honestly, it really, really helped me with my symptoms. It, you know, I thought I was onto something. It was really helping me with my symptoms. If I stayed on my diet, then I became obsessed with my diet. And then, um, you know how it is when when you're on a diet and then you get off for one day, then you think you're, you know, I, I would always struggle with that conflict of like, man, if I eat one candy bar, I'm eating poison. I'm killing myself. And um, and and just it was just always that cycle of this, you know, circle with the diet and obsessing over my body trying to get better confused you know about everything and why I'm dealing with all this so so then fast forward COVID comes and I'm I have breathing issues anyway or I had at the time and COVID comes around and they're talking about you know breathing this and that so I'm scared of COVID and my wife is just completely chill about it she's not scared about anything she's very you know uh very tons of faith, you know, just an awesome wife with tons of faith. And she just knows God's got this, you know? And so we had the completely like polar opposites, uh, opposite reaction to COVID coming. And so I remember one time, uh, and now that I think back on it, um, you'll see further in my story that just how much fear was driven in my, my personal story with COVID. And I know so many other people, uh, just fear was such a part of their story and that fear and, you know, we all know fear does not help anything. It actually makes things so much worse. So I remember being in an airport one time during COVID and my son stopped and started drinking water out of a water fountain and I flipped out and my wife was like, you've got to calm down. You know, it's not helping you to just freak out all the time about COVID. So fast forward a few months and then April, uh, you know, we avoided COVID for most of 2020 and then 2021 in April, I got COVID. And when I got it, we're like, okay, I've got it. I'm going to be calm about it. I don't need to freak out. And, you know, and we didn't quarantine anything with like me and my wife from each other. Um, we didn't quarantine from each other. We just stayed in our house for two weeks. And it was amazing because she never showed symptoms. My son, um, he was sick for less than 24 hours. And I was extremely sick. I couldn't hardly get out of bed. And it got worse and worse and worse. My only symptoms with COVID was fever for two days. And then I just was extremely fatigued. So I was like that three weeks to a month. And, um, the whole time, you know, I was taking all this breathing treatments and stuff, making sure I was, my lungs were healthy and stuff. And I was having a really hard time breathing. Looking back at it now, it was literally just me freaking out because I didn't have the, the symptoms that, you know, other people were having with actual, you know, with breathing issues. And so anyway, Got over COVID. I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. A month later, I'm getting around. I'm doing fine. Um, then about a month, and at the time we were working, when we moved back from Peru, we were working um, with foster kids with a ministry. And this ministry, we would stay there for two weeks, um, and then we would be off for one week. And so we would stay in that home. And they had moved us during that time, and it was really stressful. The kids in the new home were... Um, were very stressful on us and we had uh, a three at the son at the time my son was three years old and and so all of that going on and then all of a sudden about a month after I'd gotten better from COVID my arms and legs like go numb and they're like tingly and numb and I am just beside myself I'm researching for hours and hours a day trying to figure out what's going on I realize this is like long COVID symptoms that a lot of people with long COVID are dealing with this and and so I was like, okay. So I started, you know, went to the naturopathic doctor, which was the only thing I knew to do. Got on some vitamins and it slowly got a little bit better. 
But before it really got better, one day, and I started like in the mornings, it was just really hard for me to get out of bed. And uh, it would take me a good hour, hour and a half to just really get moving. I didn't think much about that part. Um, the I think the numbness was a little bit louder to me uh, about me stressing out. So I wasn't really focused on that. But then one day, I just couldn't get out of bed. Woke up one morning and just couldn't do it. And I immediately knew what it was. I don't know why, but I immediately knew. It was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is chronic fatigue syndrome. And... Um, so I started researching and it, like two weeks went by and all the research, you know, was showing like there's no cure for this. There's, you know, people that have this and like all these like doomsday information. And but I'm telling you, like just God was with me through every step of the way. Um, I had so many I had scriptures on my wall that I would just lay in bed and sit there and stare at them and just repeat them all day long. So I was either praying or reading scripture or researching about chronic fatigue and, and all these symptoms I was having. I was having symptoms of like POTS and, and uh, I was dizzy. I, I could, you know, when I would walk, I didn't have balance and just like a plethora of, of things. But I, I knew the, the, the big thing was the chronic fatigue. So I spent all this time researching. After two or three re weeks of researching, I finally found DNRS. And when I found, I actually found a few different programs, um, and I, I just prayed about, you know, which one should I do? There's these two or three options. I know they'll all work. Now I understood kind of where it was coming from. It was like my brain and stuff like that. And so I started the DNRS. And when I read the book um, for, for the DNRS, I just, it, I was like, wow, I've been dealing with this since I was really young. Uh, the trauma that happened to me when I was a young teenager um, just really like was kind of the beginning of so much for me. And so really learning that about myself was so liberating, so, so much freedom. And I also realized that I didn't have detox issues. That was the, after I got rid of the parasites, the naturopathic doctor just always talked about, you've got detox issues. And she would sometimes say, Jacob, most of this is in your head. And it never made, un, it never made sense to me. Um, and I, I don't think it fully made sense to her either. Uh, I don't, you know, she didn't know much about DNRS. I actually showed her, uh, my naturopathic doctor about DNRS and she was super, interested by it and uh so anyway i never understood the whole hey it's in your head thing and i don't think my naturopathic doctor did either and so anyway fast forward like i'm just realizing i've been dealing with this not just since covid but you know my the health issues that i've had for the past three years my breathing issues all of that was the same area of you know this limbic system dysfunction and so started DNRS and I, I saw some really great improvements pretty quickly. And then, you know, you know, the ebb and flow, the up and downs of, of DNRS and the, your brain remapping and one day you're good, one day you're not stuff. Well, part of this, this journey was um, around the time that I discovered or got really sick and couldn't get out of bed. God had already been speaking to us about leaving the ministry we were in. And which was super scary to me because I'm looking at my wife now. I'm like, babe, I, I can't work. Like, I can't get out of bed. Like, how are we going to, how am I going to provide for my family at this time? And, uh, but we just knew we, we had to leave. And so we were just obedient to God. We left. I, I already knew that I wanted to get into real estate and I was already studying for real estate. So we quit our job. We went home uh, and we pretty much, you know, after about two or three months of doing DNRS, I was able to study. So I could study for about three hours a day, and that's what I did for about two months. Took my um, my exam for real estate, got into real estate very slowly. I remember I would go to the office for like four hours a day for like the first month, four to six hours. And um, and then it was just like a light bulb, October-ish. So I, I started DNRS in August 1st of last year. And so by October, I was going to the office four to six hours a day. And then by November, I'm, I'm pushing six, eight hours a day. And by December, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better. I'm learning so much about myself. So I didn't realize that my back pain that I had for the past six years was chronic pain until DNRS. I didn't realize that my neck pain wasn't, you know, I shouldn't still be having pain in my neck four years after injuring it. Um, that my body heals itself. And so discovering that, that was a, a new journey. At that time, I actually discovered Dan Buglio, um, just his YouTube videos about chronic pain. 
and discovering that I could apply what he's talking about to my back and my neck and stuff like that. And so that was so, so much freedom. Uh, my neck had, I mean, my back had gotten really bad before I got COVID. And so like, it was just so much coming to, to a head and then COVID happened and that was my perfect storm. And so just really watching Dan Buglio on YouTube so much and just learning about it, like my back pain just went away. My neck pain was going away and just so much freedom was happening that I hadn't had in so many years. Mm. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. So when you were doing, so you said you realized doing DNRS that it wasn't about the injuries, but was it actually DNRS when you were strictly doing DNRS, is that where you co- connected the dots with the back pain and the neck pain? Or was that really after you learned about TMS through Dan Buglio? Well, um, it was kind of, I started thinking like maybe my back pain was chronic pain, I guess through DNRS. People just talked about chronic pain so much. And I was like, well, maybe this is chronic pain. And right before I had COVID or around the time I got COVID, I was going to a physical therapist for my back for the first time in, in forever because it just gotten so bad. Um, she kind of like, she had some knowledge. She wasn't calling it TMS. She wasn't, but she had some knowledge telling me about, like, she looked at me one day and she was like, Jacob, you don't have a bad back. Stop saying that. And I was just like, you know, part, partly offended, but partly like, are you serious? Like this, this professional was telling me that I had, my back is okay. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, just her saying that was like a huge step. I just kind of discovered, I was like, oh wow, I don't have a bad back. And she just started explaining to me that. If you act like you have a bad back, your body thinks you have a bad back. It's going to hurt like you have a bad back. Yeah, yeah. And, and she didn't call it TMS. She was just a physical therapist that was a little bit untraditional. And um, so that was like a huge revelation for me. Well, then a month or two later, it came back. Because we know with when you're remapping and stuff like that, limbic system gets upset and will bring up old stuff. And so I called her, and, I, and she didn't know I was doing any kind of DNRS or brain mapping. And I called her. I was like, hey, you know. I'm still doing the same exercises. Nothing has changed. And my, my back pain came back just like it did, like slowly over a course of two weeks. And now it's really bad again. And she said, well, has anything traumatic happened to you? Are you doing anything, you know, like that? And I was like, well, I am doing this brain remapping. And she was like, that's definitely it. She was like, keep doing what you're doing. It's going to go away. And so that was like, you know, just to have a physical therapist tell you that that's so untraditional, but, um, so that really helped me discover like, okay, this is limbic. Yeah. And so uh, it wasn't going away just by doing DNRS alone. And th- that's just my story. You know, with DNRS, you, you stick to the same thing for six months. And so I, I was just kind of like, I wasn't doing anybody's exercises. I wasn't implementing anything major. Um, but I was just watching his YouTube and just getting myself, you know, pillar one, the, you know, reminding yourself that this is limbic, it is TMS, it's not, you don't have a back injury, just continuing to reaffirm that to myself, eventually it just started going away. And um, so that was the the big thing. When I discovered that with my back, it was just, you know, six years of that back pain, and that was huge for it to go away. And then that's kind of when I was like, wow, like, I'm so glad I'm going through this process and like chronic, you know, this chronic fatigue sounds horrible and all these things. It was really tough, but I started seeing this light of like, this is why I'm going through this. And and I'm glad that I, that basically crap hit the fan in my life and that I'm learning all of these things because I'm now not only am I getting over the chronic fatigue and learning about myself and learning how to be mentally healthy again. um, I'm also getting rid of back pain that I've had for six years and this neck stuff that I've been dealing with for four years. So that was just, that was huge for me. That was a huge revelation um, for me. And, and then, you know, I, I had so much success. I felt like I started plateauing um, with DNRS after six months. You know, I didn't really have any symptoms of like physical like fatigue or anything like that. But I knew there were so many more layers. I was still um, dealing with, you know, the frustration, randomly angry for no reason, just really short tempered and stuff like that. So I was like, there's more layers to this onion than I need to get to. So um, I actually, I discovered your podcast probably about two or three months into DNRS and just started listening to people's stories. And it was a huge help. I was like, wow, there's like a world of, like, this is like a whole world of things that people are doing. And I, I just felt like not alone in this. So it was really awesome, really cool. And I actually um, was listening one day and you had on your podcast, you had Sarah Jackson on there. And uh, she has a program called Restore, and it's just like really deals with somatics, which I really loved because 
I can move. It was like an action based. And, you know, um, DNRS is very, you know, sit down and, and meditate and calm yourself, which is great. And it, it did wonders for me. But I'm one of those kind of people that, like, I love movement. I love, you know, when my back was hurting, my way of fixing my back was to walk, you know, for 45 minutes a day or to do all these exercises. So, um, and that's also limbic of me to want to do things to fix. So I really enjoyed her somatic training and those kind of things. So I started doing that. Um, and, you know, I kept some of it. Some of it was like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to use that often. And so I, I did the program for about a month. And, I, you, you know, when you're learning all these new things, you end up just picking and choosing what's best for you. And um, so, yeah, I, I still apply some of those things to my life today daily. And um, so, yeah, with the TMS, uh, Dan Buglio, and then Sarah Jackson with the Restore, um, I also really got into um, if you own YouTube, you know, you can type in like Christian yoga and Caroline Williams comes up and I really enjoyed her, her yoga session. She has tons of videos, tons of content. And uh, what I liked about hers was they were short. They were like 15. A lot of them were like 15 to 20 minutes. And when I started doing yoga, uh, it just sounded very overwhelming to do a, a 30 minute um, yoga session. And also because I had tried to do yoga probably 10 or 15 times in the past 10 years. You know, I've always been kind of high strung, kind of anxiety prone, and people have always told me try yoga, and I try it, and I'm like, this is boring. Um, <laughs> it's too slow. My brain needs, you know, to be overstimulated, and I, and you know, before you understand it all, you just think like, oh, I just don't like yoga. But really, that was I needed yoga more, way more than I thought. And so anyway, um, got into that. I really liked hers because it wasn't super slow, but it wasn't super fast either. You know, it was like a slow flow kind of yoga. So that really, um, starting to listen to my body, well, that was a huge thing DNRS helped, helped me do. And just kind of learn in this podcast, you know, listen to your podcast, hearing people talk about, you know, just listening to your body. I started waking up in the morning being like, you know, just asking myself, what do I need today? And that, that was huge. It was actually an exercise that you had on one of your podcasts. Yeah. Just asking myself, like, what do you need today? And I'm telling you, like, the weirdest things would pop up. One day it'd be like, I need a salad today. And then the next day we're like, I need to listen to some upbeat music. And then, I mean, just the most random things would come out. But Isn't that amazing that when we ask, it delivers? It, it, was, it was so amazing to just see. And, and I knew it wasn't just things that were just popping up in my head. It was just like the, the innermost part of me was just like speaking to myself, you know, just saying, hey, you know, this is what I need today. And so, you know, that was huge for me. Uh, uh, I really think that was a huge, like, um, huge stepping stone in my process. Yeah, so just kind of getting into that journey, probably month eight or nine, probably. Well, another cool thing is in February. So this is this year, 2022, February, my, my wife and I both got COVID. And I was doing DNRS at the time, and it happened. And I just had that split moment of, like, freak out, you know. And, but that's all it was. It was a split moment. And then I just went into my, my limbic training and all the tools. I, I've got so many tools that there's no reason for me to be freaked out or upset about, um, this, this COVID. And so got through it just fine. Um, I had a little bit of a fatigue just like anybody would during the time I had COVID, but within a week I was back at work eight hours a day living my normal life. And that, that just shows you how far DNRS and all these other tools that I had and this training, really how far it had taken me. And just that approach that I had, you know, not having fear and what that did um, to me the first time and then not having fear the second time and just really applying like, hey, I'm okay. Like my body has everything. Like just this program and all these programs really maybe understand that like God has given us everything we need to be healthy. He's given our body what we need. You know, we, the food we eat, like everything we have here on earth, like we have what we need to be healthy. And so this idea that we need the savior to come in and this magic pill and, and all these things and these magic devices to help our pain and these magic exercises and all this stuff, you know, I'm not downing like exercise and stuff like that. I'm just saying that, you know, we have what we need. And, and so really stopping that frantically seeking out these miracles and, and, or even, you know, in the Christian world, you know, frantically praying to God, God, please, you know, please um, heal my body, heal me right now. I need this right now. And this frantic, frantic prayers, you know, part of my training was because, you know, we would have these situations and I would frantically go to God in prayer 
and I would frantically, you know, go to my wife like, we have to pray about this right now and we have to get an answer and, and, you know, what do we do next? And, you know, it just felt there was never any peace in it, um, the franticness. And so part of my training was not going to God, freaking out about my symptoms, um, and which is interesting. You know, you, you hear you, you wouldn't normally think that, you know, that, you know, hey, pray less. But, you know, my I was going to God as the savior of just like, you know, God, you need to heal me. And instead of going to God, it's like, God, I love you. I'm so thankful for everything you've given me. I'm thankful for this program, and this knowledge you've given me and just a, a heart of gratefulness towards God instead of this heart of like you know, God, you have to fix this. Right. Big difference. And likely that, you know, you just even hearing you speak about those two different ways that you were approaching life, you can feel um, a difference in the nervous system, in the body, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, um, it, it's so funny. Like, God was with me the entire time. And and I know there was those times it's like, Jacob, I'm not giving you an answer. You know, I, I'm not I'm not giving you an answer. I'm not... I'm not uh, feeding into this pattern that you, you have, you know, he, God knew I needed to get healthy um, as well. So anyway, so yeah, just that journey, I'm now, you know, I got into real estate um, and what's crazy is real estate is probably one of the most stressful jobs to have. I mean, you're working 24 seven, you know, your phone is always going off and stuff like that. And I remember thinking uh, actually not too long ago, a few months ago, um, and just had an extremely stressful time at work and, you know, Limbic was just not happy about it. And I was just praying. I was like, God, you know, why you knew this journey, you knew I was going to go on this journey, you know, what, you know, the Limbic system and all this stuff. And I need to have kind of a, a calm lifestyle in order to heal well. And why am I in real estate? And not only am I in real estate, I've, I've become extremely successful at it. I'm doing great. And, and, you know, all these houses and all this stuff going on, and it's just so, so much going on in our life right now. And, like, God, why why right now? It's, like, bad timing almost. And I just felt like God was just like, I'm going to squeeze it all out of you. And it, it was it's just like, you know, this job I have right now is, is stressful. And, like, all these layers of these onions are just coming and, and all these things. I'm like, oh, wow, I need to address that. Oh, wow, I didn't know I had that issue. You know, and just like this, this mental journey of just really healing my body and my nervous system and learning how to um, feel my emotions. One cool thing recently, uh, a few months ago, that came out of real estate, actually, um, I was actually talking to somebody and they were talking about rejection. And I realized I did not know what it was like to feel rejection. I had never felt rejection almost in my life. I, I've never... Uh, I, I don't know if I just hadn't been in those positions or those situations. And that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know what rejection feels like. And then realizing uh, that anger is a secondary emotion, I started paying attention to that. I started being like, okay, when I get angry, what am I angry about? What's the, what's the primary emotion here? And I started discovering that my anger was hiding my rejection issues. And my anger was, it was easier to be angry at someone about something than it was to feel rejection. And just going back, you know, my, my parents' divorce and, you know, my relationship with my father and stuff like that, I had so many rejection issues that at that young age, my body or in my brain just stopped allowing me to feel rejection. And so just discovering the fact that like, wow, I, I know what it's like to feel rejection now and have these emotions. I know what it's like to actually feel sad. You know, I never really allowed myself to feel sad about anything. Um, And so just discovering that, you know, God has given me all of these emotions so I can process them and, and use them. And, you know, I'm an emotional being. And um, I, for so much time, I thought excitement and anger was the only two emotions that, I, well, it was the only two emotions that I expressed or I ever felt for so many years. And now I, I feel all the emotions because I can. And God created me to feel them. And it's okay to feel them. So it's been a really cool journey. That's yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it sounds like what you set off on to heal certain physical elements became so much more. Oh yeah. And and you know, and it's still a journey. I'm only a year into it and there's so many layers to the onion that I'm just really enjoying the the process. Yeah, I really like how you made a comment just a little bit ago, um, and that you're able to 
have this reframe and see how you're like in this job and it's stressful. And you said, God, why now? And he said, I'm going to squeeze it all out of you. And your, your ability to um, perceive and understand that this opportunity that's adding stress or triggering you or bringing areas of discomfort up was actually all just opportunities for healing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gold. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I call it. One thing I'm learning is, uh, you know, through your podcast and reading and stuff like that, you hear a lot of people talking about allowing thoughts to simply be thoughts and not like hold so much weight. Um, you know, that's a huge one for me and I haven't grasped it yet. I'm, I'm still trying to, to kind of like let that one sink in. Um, but that, that's going to be a fun journey. Just allowing my emotions to not have so much weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To just allow, to have neutrality. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To just realize too, that we aren't our emotions and we aren't our thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know how people say, Oh, I'm angry. And it's like, I'm anxious, but it's like, well, no, you're not angry and you're not anxious, but you are feeling that in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a huge one for me was I spent months trying to feel my emotions. People talk about, well, you know, if you have an emotion, just let it flow through the body. Or, hmm. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, yeah. it made no sense to me for the longest time. And then one day I was angry. I was super angry over something probably real estate related. And, and I just sat back in my chair and I just stopped in my head. It was just like, okay, what do I feel right now? And I just saw the anger as sensations. And it was, the anger was just sensations in my stomach and chest and the back of my shoulders and the back of my arms. And when I stopped and I was like, oh, I'm not actually angry. These are just sensations in my body. Um, that was huge for me. I was like, oh, my goodness, I just felt an emotion. Like, I just I felt it for the first time, you know. And then I, I didn't – it didn't happen again for like another month. But now I'm – you know, when I'm angry or when I have these emotions, I can, I can stop and evaluate myself and like, okay, like where do I feel these sensations? You know, am I – why don't I feel safe? It's okay. Like, just reassure myself, hey, you're safe. You're, you're fine. You're at your house. You're sitting on the couch. There's no reason that you shouldn't feel safe. Like everything is okay. And these are just sensations in your body. And there's no reason to get upset about the sensations moving through your body. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good place to be. Yeah. It's, it took a long time, but yeah, it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, it didn't take that long. You're only a year in. That's really amazing. Yeah. You're, you're, you're having a lot of epiphanies and light bulb moments in a, in a year, you know, mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, how has this experience been for your wife and children? Yeah. So my wife, um, I would say, you know, 20, 2021 was probably the hardest and best year of my life. And I would say that for my wife as well. My, I, I didn't realize it, but I had become so codependent on my wife. Um, like with anxiety and stuff like that, you know, if I'm out and about doing something and I call my wife just to talk to her, like, Hey, I feel this today, or I have this ailment, or I'm freaking out about this, you know, and she didn't answer her phone, I would just like lose my mind, you know, and just realizing once I started getting healthy, realizing how codependent I was on my wife and how, you know, it was really hard on her when I was sick and when I depended on her so much, um, you know. I never, one thing is like, I never really directed my anger towards her. So she never really, you know, she's super like a chill person anyway. So she was never like, I guess, offended by when I would get upset and aggravated. I never directed it at her. I was very good at communicating like, hey, I feel very frustrated right now and I have no idea why. And so, but yeah, I mean, she's just been really happy that I'm getting healthy um, she's been really excited about, you know, seeing me change, get out in the yard and like rolling my kids again, you know, like me thinking my back was bad for such a long time. I, I didn't do tons of physical stuff and, and just seeing my life change. She's been really, you know, happy to see that. But yeah, I'm, she's very happy that, <laughs> that I'm healthier. I think it's easier and less stressful on her now as well. Yeah. Is she noticed a difference too in your, in your mental state? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's um, awesome. And and she's aware enough to know when, you know, she can call me out like, hey, should you be talking about this? Or like, <laughs> you know, I, I can be acting a fool sometimes. And she was like, I think you need to go do an exercise. <laughs> like, mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. I'm glad that you're able to take that feedback too. Yeah. Well, I, do, I don't always take it super well, but I know she's right. So I just shut my mouth and go do an exercise. <laughs> uh, speaking of exercises, what um, is your current 
kind of like, let's say daily self-care routine, like, is there anything that you consistently do on a regular basis to sustain this uh, healthier state of mind and just, um, just maintain your well-being and health all around? Yeah. So, you know, I start out every day with DNRS. I get up at five o'clock in the morning. Um, I don't do the full hour. I probably do about, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of it. And some days I do yoga. Some days um, I sit on the front porch and drink a cup of coffee. Um, just take care of myself in the morning. The mornings are just like really my time to do me. And um, throughout the day, like, you know, when I'm in my car and stuff like that, I'm much more aware of myself. So the somatics, I kind of apply a lot of the somatics and stuff when I'm in my car because I can do that when I'm driving and just relaxing and stuff like that. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much um, all I'm doing right now. I actually want to start um, Primal Trust here pretty soon in the next couple weeks. I think that would be a, a great next step. One One thing I love doing is you know, in the evening, it was a huge step when in the evenings we just start, decided to cut off TV. No more TV in the evening. So my son goes to bed, and, and me and my wife, we just sit, and, you know, I might read a book. I love learning about, you know, this topic and, and limbic system stuff and brain rewiring. So I'm always reading some kind of book about it and just learning. And I actually think that is a huge part of my journey. I think it helps. Um, just always being aware and knowing more about that. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I'm doing right now. Um, but, yeah, Primal Trust is definitely my next step. And my next step is also, you know, get back, get back in the gym. I haven't done that in a really, really long time. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. That's awesome. When you were on this path and you, start, you, de- you started DNRS, you said you kind of like checked in with God and you sat with it and figured out which program resonated with you more from all the brain retraining program options. And then through my podcast, you found Dan Buglio, Restore with Sarah Jackson Panther. Um, And then now through the podcast, you found Primal Trust. And, you know, there's tons of podcast episodes, tons of different coach options, different perspectives. Like, what do you feel like was the indicator for you that you felt compelled or called into those particular people in those programs like how did you know that that was what it was for you um I think it just felt right um those programs weren't specifically programs that you know I really you know went to God about um necessarily they just felt like good programs I'd research them I like what they were kind of about I'd like to you know just kind of those kind of things your people on the podcast, when they say things that I really like and it really resonates with me and, and I'm just like, okay, I want to know more about that person. So I researched that person and then, you know, I, I saw Restore and I saw Somatic. I had heard the word Somatics multiple times on your podcast and I, I think it was by the time I was ready because, you, you know, in this journey, you'll hear something a hundred times, but it's just that one time that you hear it, that last time it's like, okay, I'm ready for it. And so I think I was just lucky enough to hear the word somatics when uh, you were doing the podcast with Sarah Jackson. And I was like, I think I'm ready for that. I'd like to know more about it. So I did it and I loved it. Um, and what I've heard about Primal Trust, it just seems, um, it seems like I'm ready for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really exciting. And Primal Trust is awesome. And I do feel like having listened to everything you're saying here and just chatting with you and hearing what you're, you know, what you desire and the desire to peel back layers of onions and continue to grow in mind, body, and soul, it does feel like that will really be a a really great next step for you. So I'm super excited for you to do that. Um, You know, I'm obviously one of the Primal Trust mentors in the program, which is really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, where, where are you like, so that's, what's next. Next, you're going to get back in the gym and you're going to start primal trust. Mm -hmm. What else? Like what, what are the biggest ways you feel like just this whole experience has shifted your life? I I think, you know, not long after I discovered DNRS and I was on my journey, I had a, a, a friend mention that after they had COVID, they had all these weird symptoms and I immediately knew what it was. So I went to that friend uh, a few days later and thinking this person is not going to be receptive. They're not, you know, when you talk about this to the average person that don't know much about it, even if you would have talked to me about it a year before my, you know, perfect storm, I would, it would have sounded crazy and weird, you know, brain remapping. That sounds super weird. But so I went to this person, I was like, look, this is what I think you're dealing with. This is what I'm, I'm going through. And this is, you know, I'm doing this program. And he was like, I'm so thankful you came to me with this. 
And he was like, you're the first person that didn't come to me and tell me to take a pill or, or something that like that. And, um, and he resonated with everything I was talking about. He read the book, the DNRS book, and he just, he just sent me like fire emojis, you know, like, man, this is awesome. You know, this is like totally describes me. And he started doing the program and, and he's doing great. So that, you know, and like when that happened, I was like, God, it was all worth it just for that one, one thing, you know, that one person to discover it, discover, you know, not being this like years of pain and years and like these issues just for me to be able to come and bring a, a good solution to someone's problem was huge for me. And so that that's really what I take from this. And, and I plan on this is actually the first time I've actually shared my, my whole testimony I've tried not to talk about it too much um, because of my training and being, you know, just talking about uh, this journey too much, but I think I'm ready for that. Also, there's not a whole lot of people that are receptive to, you know, talking about brain, brain remapping or, and stuff like that. So, and I've actually, there's another person. So second person, a second friend that has actually had chronic fatigue for years and years that I've been able to reach out to them and actually gave them the whole program not too long ago. And, um, so that has been the biggest parts like of, of my journey and why I'm like, okay, I'm glad I've went through this so I can help other people go through it as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's really cool that you got such a good response from that person the first time you shared it. Cause yeah, a lot of times people look at you like you're absolutely insane and they yeah. just dismiss it or write it off. But you know, when I feel compelled to share and I don't like to share things often, unless it's like warranted, like asked for, you know, like if they mm -hmm. want my advice or insight, but when I do share, even if somebody doesn't pursue it right away. I always just think that we're planting seeds one seed at a time. And just like you had just said a minute ago, sometimes you hear something a thousand times, but there's that one time that it finally clicks. So, you know, just planting the seeds and knowing that like in the right time, they're going to hear it again and again and again. And then there's going to be that one time that it finally clicks mm -hmm. and it's always going to be in the perfect time for them, you know, mm -hmm. for each of us, it's always in perfect timing. So very cool. What else do you, um, what else do you got going on? Like, this is, this is a big thing. You're feeling better. You got no, you don't have fatigue. You're working full shifts. You don't have back pain anymore. You don't have neck pain. How's your stomach issues and your breathing? Oh, the, the stomach issues went away pretty, pretty quickly. Um, kind of dealing with the parasites and stuff like that. Um, breathing is fine. Um, yeah, I mean that most of that pretty much everything has went away. Um, yeah, uh, I would say the biggest thing now is just focusing on just um, regulating my nervous system, um, not getting flustered so easy, and stuff like that. Yeah, that it's more mental now. I don't really have a lot of physical ailments anymore. It's more mm -hmm. just getting my, my brain, you know, calming my brain down, uh, anxiety and, and stuff like that. Recently, we went to Peru um, for a couple weeks, and on the airplane, I was just, there was one time where I was just beside myself and I was just like, okay, well that, you know, that's another thing to address. You know, why do I have anxiety on an airplane when I've been traveling for the past 10 years, you know? Um, so stuff like that, you know, just really addressing my, my mental stability and just really calming my nervous system. Very cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, what would be one like piece of advice that you would want to share with anyone listening if they're stumbling upon this episode and this podcast and they're in those initial stages. Yeah. And in, in the initial stages, and this is something that God gave to me in the beginning. And this was, I held on to this, like it was tangible. Like it was, I could literally touch it and feel it and taste it in every way of just, this is not your story. Um, this doesn't have to be your story. What, whatever you're in, whatever you're going through, like don't accept that as your story. If you want to go ahead, you know, so many people do, and so many people live with these ailments their entire life. But if you don't want it to be your story, don't let it be. And it mm. doesn't have to be. Mm, I love that. We do get to write our own story, don't we? It's so true. It is so unbelievably true. I love that so much. Yeah, the minute that we cling to and attach, just like you said, you learned with the back pain from that one doctor. Like, hey, if you think you have a bad back, then you're going to um, – like your brain's going to think you have a bad back. It's going to send the message that you have a bad back. You're going to feel like you have a bad back. Exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I remember I had to reframe it's, it. Sometimes we also have to train those around us too. Right. Cause say if like for six years you walked around and you identified as having a bad back and you called your back a bad back. Well, all your friends and family probably got used to that too. And then because they love you and care about you and they're, and we're kind of taught to ask and check in with things like that. Mm-hmm. We think that's, what's loving is to be like, Hey, how's your bad back? Yeah. Um, even though you learn through DNRS, it's actually not loving or supportive, uh, yeah. quite opposite, but you know, people don't know that. So, so once you're like, I'm not going to call it bad anymore and I'm not going to associate with that. And I'm writing a new story. It takes a while to like, kind of get everyone around you on board. Like it took me a long time. I'd go to do something and people be like, Oh, I thought you have a bad shoulder. And I'm like, I don't have bad anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is working beautifully designed, <laughs> but yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a, it takes, it's a process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, outside of that, I generally ask all my, uh, guests one question. If you've listened to as many episodes as I think you have, you probably already know the question, which is if you could only share one message with the world for the rest of your life, what message would you share? Um, just that God has given you everything that you need. Just that- that revelation right there will take you so far. You have everything you need to live healthy and be healthy. In our body. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Jacob, is there anything else that you want to share that I haven't asked you or given you a chance to share? No, I, I believe that's all. I love it. Well, I'm just going to say once again, thank you for joining me, for your willingness to reach out and connect, to be vulnerable, to share this past year, this experience, and just like really all the unfolding, because I do think it takes a lot of vulnerability to talk about these things, to admit that we've had certain elements, to admit that we've dealt with certain emotional turmoils. And yeah, I really appreciate and respect people who have the courage to share um, so that they can help to inspire others to heal. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right, y'all, that is a wrap. My hope, as always, is that you learned something new or were inspired in some way of what is possible for you. Please remember, share this episode with a friend who could benefit from the message today. Also, click subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so every new episode is ready for you once it's released. And if you are tuned in to Apple Podcast right now, please take one minute of your time to scroll down to the bottom of the page to leave a quick review and a five-star rating, which helps me get this message into more people's hearts. Please have so much fun taking yourself out on a date. Prioritize you and your schedule this week because you are so, so, so worth it. And until next time, make the week great.